Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everybody, welcome to episode 378 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. Uh, it's good to be back. We got a, kind of a special episode here. It's an animated episode. Uh, I'm going to send you over to Jason Rugard, and he'll let you know what we're talking about. We are cartoony characters, we are. but we are going to be talking about uh, three animated episodes based on famous film franchises. Uh, the first one is going to be James Bond Jr., that's uh, self-explanatory, and then Rambo, as well as RoboCop. So three They're all rather self-explanatory, the right? Yeah, I guess they are fairly self-explanatory. <laughs> and um, I, I can't wait to get into talking about this, but first I want to plug our social media. You know, Check us out on Instagram, Movie Mavericks. Uh, check us out at moviemavericks.com. And if you're on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you're hearing this at, Stitcher, Apple, um, Pandora, please yeah. like, subscribe, Android. do whatever you got to do. It costs you guys nothing. It means the world to us. If you want to support the show, it's a free way to do it. So help us out. Having said that, let's jump into the show tonight. You suggested this, right? This was your genesis of an idea? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. What made you want to... But... Initially, you said James Bond Jr. was the one you wanted to go back and look at. What made you want to take a step back into the time machine? Uh, I just like these old uh, uh, animated stuff right now. I'm going through ever so slowly uh, a couple of animated things, but... I've got the the late '90s uh, Godzilla animated show, which is Ooh, I remember that one. Fucking great! Um, and I've also got the '80s one. I have the first, which uh, I have the first disc of the '80s one, which is not so rare. I have the second disc, which is pretty rare. I don't have the third disc, which is super rare. That's the but 1980s did, Godzilla show. Those. Is that what you're saying? There's 1980s Godzilla animated Godzilla show that is apparently I'm, I'm sell those. It, it looks terrible. I don't even like it. Um, but like I say, it's worth it's worth a lot of money. If I had the third one, it'd be worth a hell of a lot of money. I only paid two dollars a disc. <laughs> That's like a hundred bucks right there. This man is making money on uh, old expired properties and things that have lapsed into <laughs> somebody fucking else. Hey man, this the Rambo uh, shit's worth like a, a gajillion dollars. I have them on VHS, so we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, well, the DVDs specifically are worth a lot. I don't know. I don't think the VHS is worth that much, but. Well, I have burnt copies of the DVDs, so I don't know if we'll, and I don't we know can negotiate other, a side if, deal. If these other ones, I'm James Bond Jr., I don't, is this available on DVD? I don't know if this has ever been pressed. I mean, we watched, right? in full disclosure, we watched all three of these there are, uh, on our YouTube channel. So check out Movie Maverick's YouTube channel. These will be all posted so that if you guys listen to this show, they'll be up already, and you guys can uh, check these episodes out to see what you think of them and see if we're right on target or way off base. I don't think that these are routinely available. I know that the Rambo one was about 15 years ago, but I think that it's out of print uh, There's now. Rambo DVDs. You have the whole series. That's available, but not as a set. It's, it's all They're all separate DVDs, and they are out of print, and they are expensive. It's like over 100 bucks to get all. I believe there's six of them. Um, wow. Very expensive. Um, and I don't see a James Bond Jr. There's so many, uh, surprisingly, there's so many cartoons from this era that I have forgot about and didn't even know about, but just are not available anywhere uh, except for YouTube, you know, from VA people recording them off VHS and then putting them on YouTube. Thank God. 
But, and some of the yeah. comments I saw were, I've been looking for this show since I was a kid and things like that. So uh, there obviously is an audience for these. I mean, you see some of these old cartoons that have been uploaded to YouTube or other sources, and they have hundreds of thousands of views. So people are hungry to relive some of these shows. Oh, and- I would definitely buy a lot of this stuff. Yeah, like I said, I bought that Godzilla. I think Mill, uh, maybe might have been Mill Creek put that out. Um, it's like it's like eight dollars uh, for the whole series. Um, so yeah, I, I, I bought the that shit out of that. Out. Um, yeah, it's so cheap. How could you not? That all of these uh, the cartoons like this should just be. I just dump them DVD. The quality is what the quality is. Like I'm not worried about like restoring these in any way. I, I just want to watch the same shitty thing that they broadcast back in the day, which they all look <laughs> like shit, anyways. Yeah, these all uh, looked like shit. I didn't know if it was because of the YouTube or if it was because well, uh, just VHS the source material and, and that too. Wasn't I mean, very you good. get higher quality. Um, you know, on the DVDs, obviously, but I, I just mean there's no need to retouch anything. Just, just dump from the, yeah, from the from the actual source. Well, let's talk about. I don't know which one do you want to start with here. Do you have a preference of the three that you want to start with? Robocop, uh, start, Rambo, start with the James or James Bond, Bond Junior. All right, let's talk about James Bond Junior. Since this was your uh, your baby here, you got me to watch. Now I gotta admit, when did this come out? Was this early nineties, late nineties? Uh, yeah. When was this? Was ninety one uh, to ninety two. 91 to 92. Okay, so I didn't get into this. I got to be honest, this is my first time ever watching an episode. I never had seen any of this. Around that time, the only animated show that I was watching was Batman the Animated Series. Had a hardcore love for that. But otherwise, Uh I was moving away from animated stuff and really just, you know, watching action cinema. Yeah, I do. Even watching this, again, I love the action uh, cartoon stuff. I I just like like the explosions and and the way uh, the cheap animation is, people just driving, driving. They just drive across the screen. That's the chase, you know? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It just blows up. It feels like I'm a kid again watching some of this stuff. Like, you're, you know, mostly it's your imagination that kind of, you have to use that to add it fills in the blanks a little bit, right? Yeah, well, quite a lot. But I'm just saying, like, I love, <laughs> I love the explosion animations and all that kind of stuff. It just, I don't know, like GI Joe, I, I liked for that same reason. This is a lot. A lot of these, uh, well, actually, all three of these shows, but uh, pretty much every show around this era looks super similar. I mean, some are cheaper than others, but they the, the animation style is is so similar. I was going to say the exact same thing. It almost was like the same that it was outsourced to the same, you know. Uh, house whoever did it because the drawing it's a varying degree some are a little bit more polished than others but they all do have a certain um they're just not sharply drawn i mean it was all about the quickness of it and you talked about gi joe these are all they all owe a lot to gi joe in that they shoot you nobody really dies i mean nobody dies at all and when there's bad guys they just get hurt or stunned there's a lot of space kind of lasers being shot by everybody in these shows uh, but this James Bond, why was I surprised when the kid spoke and he had an accent? I don't I know. know why I expected him to I be didn't an American like it. kid. I know, me too. I didn't like it. I thought, guys, it felt like a foreign TV show or something. I don't know. I didn't like it. And I also, I don't like the, the why do we name douchebags Trevor? I don't like it. <laughs> I'm tired of that. I want to get the only, you know, the, and maybe it makes sense because, you know, like Journey to the Center of the Earth, you have Brendan Fraser playing me, Trevor Anderson. Literally. And he's cool. So that makes sense. But why are all the Trevors such douchebags? Yeah, you know, it never I, fails. Yeah, side- By the way, it never fails. Every movie I see where there's a Trevor, if he shows up and he's kind of cool and everything, you're like, uh, just wait. 
Just just <laughs> wait for it. There, there will be a reveal. This dude's a douchebag. <laughs> so Trevor Anderson's unwritten rule of movie going is that if there's a Trevor in the film, expect him to be a dick. It's almost always guaranteed, except for me, you know, when Brendan Fraser played me in Journey to the Center of the Earth. To clarify, that was Brendan Fraser's character name was Trevor Anderson in Journey to the Center of the Earth. Right, it was me. Trevor that's my story. A biopic about his adventure going. It's a or anything true story like based on my journey to the center <laughs> of the Earth. Exactly. It was. A, it was a good trip. Good trip. Um, is it weird that they have the rights to the name James Bond, but they clearly don't have the rights to the music? I thought that, that, that was. was I thought that was a ripoff too, especially watching the other ones. Um, uh, right. Yeah, I just felt like the music sucks in this. And it's weird um, that the title song is <clears> sung in kind of a seventies throwback way to the James Bond stuff, you know, like a Shirley Bass's mm-hmm. way of doing things. And I thought like kids aren't going to grab that. That's a, you know, who are they speaking to when they're doing this? So I thought that was a, a little odd that the music wasn't cleared with the name yeah. obviously was I do, because I, I like, like the villains though, at least absolutely. I mean, they, they, they got some of the bond stuff. I felt like right for a kid's show at least. Um, but you're right. The music Kingsman, was not right? good. Hmm. It's kind of like the Kingsman, basically. It's similar to that, yeah. I mean, because basically they go to like a school. Well, it's like a boarding school um, that they work, and he's like him, and like He Man's there. And uh, <laughs> isn't that and, Trevor? And of course, Trevor. No, that's not Trevor. Trevor's the the arrogant douchebag. He's he's the cowardly guy. He's the guy who doesn't who doesn't know how to play sports. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's the no. He Man. He Man's just like he's like He Man with long flowing gold hair. <laughs> well, he's actually. This is where I was confused because a couple of the, the characters here that carry over is James Bond, and there is a there's an older African American character who walks James Bond Junior to his dormitory, and uh-huh. I thought, oh, that's supposed to be Felix Leiter, you know, because just like Jeffrey uh, Wright's character in the last couple Bond movies, and then you come to find out, no, it's the surf bat surf. The guy who plays like Raphael in the Turtles is now, or is it Raphael? Who's the stoner in the Michelangelo? Michelangelo, you, yeah. In the Turtle. It's like Michelangelo in, in James Bond Jr. now with this kid. He's Felix Leiter's nephew. But uh, the most clever thing that they did here with the side characters that aren't the villains is that they gave his roommate his IQ. That's cute. You know, it's clever that it's Q's grandson and that right. they're buddies. And then the second character I thought was cute was Phoebe, who's basically Miss Money Penny to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like that they named the evil organization Scum. I don't know why I liked that so much, but I thought that was kind of cool. That's a very, really kid thing to do. I, I think uh, I read that they fir- they were going to make one of these earlier than this, a little a couple years earlier than this. And I guess it never happened, but that was just Spectre again. And it, this feels like when they keep saying Scum and stuff, I feel like oh, this is like that's a kid thing. Right? Isn't isn't that perfect? Like, because it's too, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, it's, it's like calling somebody a scumbag or a yeah. Well, it's ball, like you know, obvious. It's, yeah, whereas Spectre is like feels a little more. I don't know. It feels too adult and classy, but Scum feels perfect for like a uh, just a, a '90s uh, evil organization cartoon. Yeah, and then you got Jaws doing his thing, and of course they've they've redone the, the characters a bit to make them more cartoony. Uh, specifically, he has like iron jaws now and stuff. But he's a perfectly cartoon character in that movie, you know, in real life because of his otherworldly appearance sure. almost. Uh, so I, mean, I think that's that was James perfect to, begin with, to choose yeah. him. And, and really, this, just like all three of these that we'll talk about, this existed to sell toys. 
So when they 100%. reconfigured the the Jaws character, that was just to you know make him more yeah. appealing to a young toy and buying there are, audience. There are James Bond Junior toys. I've seen them. They're they're available on eBay for anyone that really wants any. Um, What's curious about this though is that yeah. this show came out in the time period when the the franchise was in a lull over legal wranglings. You know, this is between License to Kill and, and then Pierce Brosnan taking over in Goldeneye right. in '95. So this was the only revenue stream that that you know a new material that was being produced of this character or which, this which franchise. Which might be why it got released. You know, I mean, I mean this, this only lasted for one season, so. Um, so it didn't really do anything great. I mean, this, I guess that's why we never saw it because it's really, it's not very good. Uh, you know, if I'm it to other, um, TV shows and, you know, as a kid, you got lots of other things to do than just watch TV. So I don't know. It's, it has to be somewhat, uh, you know, eye catching and like kind of just like a cool idea and stuff. And this just, uh, it really just didn't have it. I mean, the story is about Scum's leader. Uh, I didn't catch his name. I thought it was... I, I didn't even guess what his name was, but, but Jaws' Scum boss. And is, I thought it was Scumbag, but you're right. No, Scum, Scum Lord. Lord. Thank you. That's a, and Jaws. a perfect I, name for any the other, bad guy. I can't remember if there... I don't think there were any other bad guys in this. I think Odd Job might make an was appearance it? later in the series. I want to say I saw that toy on store shelves. I'm sure 90s. that a lot of the... I mean, Odd Job would be a good one. I'm sure there's a, there's a ton of them um, that, are, that are new... I'm I'm sure because I would have to imagine that they need a uh, well if they're going to sell toys you need a bunch of characters and stuff and they were there weren't really that many um, good guy characters so there must be a shitload of villains right yeah I mean he didn't really have uh, you can get you why would you want to buy IQ or uh, Felix's right, grand or He Man when you already have He Man right exactly yeah. And storyline here is that the Scum Lord wants to steal uh, James Bond's Ashton Martin because there's a magnetic pulse that it radiates and it can freeze all the computers and paralyze and cripple England's financial institution, which I thought was kind of an adult plot for a kid's pilot animated yeah, show. Yeah, I think that's the other problem that it had <laughs> was that it, it, he was just trying to steal. Like, he wasn't really doing like, They should have introduced that character as really trying to do something truly evil but you know in such a way like he's trying to take over something he's trying to do something where you could grasp that he's a bad guy not that he's trying to steal james bond's car <laughs> yeah you, you know what it reminded me of was like a weak episode of inspector gadget where they didn't yeah. where the villain really wasn't even part of the overall story it was just this other thing and they had to throw in a villainous subplot so you knew who the well bad this really guy was, was just more of like a character introduction um uh episode i guess for to, to introduce all the good guy characters the problem is again is that they're just the good guy characters are boring um i really did think i thought they were boring you, you know the only one i remember is the trevor guy not just from his name but because he was different than the other one than the other characters obviously you know bond and, and iq i remember as well but I, everybody else was just kind of there doing doing their thing i couldn't imagine uh more episodes in which any of these people like have flushed out storylines you know no there's nowhere to go this is uh, your i don't want to say freak of the week or creature of the week but your villain of the week type idea here um everybody's there to support the main character i, I there there can't be like, this is a one season I and mean, they've worked themselves into a hole in the first episode i thought yeah um and it should be said this is it's one season but uh, um 
you know, um, well, there's a couple. I think, I think Rambo, it's 65 episodes, right? Rambo's the same yeah. way. One season, but it's like, I, I think Rambo's only one season. I think um, so too. I think it ran from about I think it's only one season. But this is back in the day. These cartoons would run into the 60s, sometimes into the 80s of episodes um, per season. Unbelievable. Um, well, because they ran all summer and then they ran um school year saturdays you know yeah so yep. oh yeah there was just a, a lot so even even though there's only one season of any of some of these shows it's plenty it's like three seasons worth of, of a regular show oh yeah if you got about four days to waste go ahead and watch james bond juniors in, in its entirety uh, I, sure well, I think you won't there. be sleeping for those four days <laughs> 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 and you'll be insane afterwards i don't <laughs> exactly and speaking with an accent i yeah. believe but that's just hearsay. Now let's move on. Let's talk about Rambo next because this one is out of all three of the ones we're talking on the show, the one that I have the most affinity for. I was given a VHS copy of this that had two episodes on it for a Christmas present in 1986. I cherished this videotape. It was stolen by my cousin. <laughs> I retrieved it. I still have it to this day. I and it has a sticker it. on it that has his fucking name on it. It says Kyle on it. Um, yeah, I got it back years later. I said, you got to give me that fucking thing back or we're going to have a squabble. And uh, he produced it. And I'm dead serious. I have this thing. I think I may even showed it to you while we were in uh, school. Is but that this is, um, why we watched this? Because we but, didn't watch the pilot episode. Well, they didn't have the pilot episode available. Um, it's This was the only yeah. one we could find was this Raise the Yamato. Which is the so this fourth is, episode. Fair, the fourth episode of season one. And, um, you know, so we're coming in a little well, bit. Well, there's only one in, season, in, you know, so... <laughs> Right, yeah, I guess. So they're yeah. all so right. It's, the fourth it's, episode it's all is season one. But we're not um, getting character introductions or anything like that. But a oh, couple of things that stood out that to me. Way. <laughs> I think so too, because uh, when this um, show came out, this came out bef- right after Rambo two, but before Rambo three. So we're all, all your you know base of reference at this mm-hmm. point is First Blood and Rambo two. Both rated R films now given a kid's show in a toy line spinoff, which I ate up as a kid. I bought all the toys. I, I wanted, you know, all the shit, the sticker books, all that kind of stuff. So I was all in on Rambo and this this cartoon. Had you seen this prior to us watching this? Any of this stuff? Uh, no. Okay, so you, you're going to do it cold. The Rambo one, no. But to be was, fair, um, I, I knocked. What do you, you think right off the bat? I was going to say, it was uh, really good. I think I enjoyed this most out of all of them. The music is really good in this. Um, yes. I think the, Is it not greatly aided by Jerry Goldsmith's iconic oh, score, fantastic. which is basically music. entirely, it's um, the, it runs almost the entire they thing. They do the same similar thing to, to um, was it Scrum? What was the fuck was the Jesus one? <laughs> uh, yeah, Scrum, Scrum Um This uh, one scum, is Savage. Scum, scum. Yes. Um Savage you know. is the organization that the evil General yeah. Warhawk uh, is, is running. Uh, we have to look up. What does it stand for? Oh, here it is. Oh, I used to know. Special, you what know, because the I fuck. Because <laughs> I, I there was a thing called Savage Island, which was their like base, and I had uh-huh. the toy of it as a kid, and then I had Rambo's fucking jeep well, that he drove around it's, in. It's you know, you Please. just stick with Savage. Uh, it's Specialist Administrators of Vengeance, Anarchy, and Global Extortion. <laughs> <laughs> Scum might be Trying a better a little acronym bit harder. at that point. Yeah, I wonder what the scum stands for now. Um, 
we gotta. Look. I'm about to look that up. Uh, look. You keep talking. Yeah, it's less of a mouthful <laughs> than that. I mean, for sure. But you know, you did say that Jerry Goldsmith's score was in it, and it does run the entirety of this cartoon, and it helps it so much. It's it can't go without saying that this would not be the same thing if that. Uh, they didn't have the rights to Jerry. No, Goldsmith's and I love the the voice of Rambo. They tried to do like a, a Stallone kind of impersonation, but it wasn't like overdone. So, so it's kind I of. I thought in one area subdu- though, in one area, mm-hmm. he sounded a little too Brooklyn and sounded like Rocky. I thought there was yeah. one or two line readings where I was like, but oh, this it is, is very subdued. Into- like I feel like that could have been that could have gone way overboard, <laughs> especially in a, in a yeah, cartoon. Absolutely. So I liked that. Um, and uh, and it was a I mean it's a ridiculous plot for an episode that the, they raised the battleship Yamato, which is real, uh, a real battleship that was sunk in World War II. Japanese, but the world, the biggest, you know, had the biggest guns, biggest battleship ever built, and they take they just sail it around <laughs> like like what? And no I, one can sink it. They, they have like all the modern uh, navy <laughs> trying to sink it. Like we can't sink it. It's impossible. How can Not we, only how that, can we what kind of machinery <laughs> did they get to raise this from the bottom of the ocean? I don't know. I mean, the operation <laughs> that would take. It's pretty, is, is it's pretty ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, it reminded me of like um, a bit of a G.I. Joe thing again here. Um, totally. With that. But uh, but actually, I think I, I, I immediately, after I was done with this, I was like, how much are these DVDs? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to watch the rest of this. This is this this was uh, was really good. Um, Scrum stands for, by the way, uh, saboteurs and criminals united in mayhem. It's a little bit better than, than wow, so but scum. I like savage better. But I don't like I don't like what it stands for. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that savage sounds better when you're talking about a group of bad guys as opposed to scum. But both perfectly adequate and acceptable for kids Saturday morning cartoons, basically. In this, Rambo is given an MI Mission Impossible style crew with Turbo and Cat, mm-hmm. uh, an African American engineer, and then uh, a female Asian American who is like an electronics expert. I, I took away from this basically, and a master of disguise. Although she doesn't use her disguise power in this. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't a couple things about that, here. Yeah. Hmm. I felt like Turbo was Ving Rhames to Tom Cruise's, you know, Ethan Hunt here. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here with all this? You're just supporting him here and all of his, all of his endeavors. Um, and t- another thing is, why was Rambo naked or semi-nude the entire episode? I know. It was right? on at is one that point. How they all are? He's, he's on a ship in the fog and it's why like early morning. He doesn't wear a shirt ever. What an asshole. What a shirt on, I, I thought, at some point, man, just be... And, you know, there is a version in some episodes where he does wear a hoodie, but it's a hoodie that has no arms because that's, I had that toy. It's a white hoodie that's got that little Forces of Freedom logo on the side, and he wears blue jeans, but his hoodie has no arms. So the guy's kind of a douche at all times. He's kind of a Jersey douchebag, and that's what I like about this version of Rambo a little bit. <laughs> Didn't you feel that this was under siege... This is like the under siege version of Rambo. I mean, it's it's almost like a curiosity in that way. I guess I really this is just the Saturday the morning cartoon version of Rambo. It's really pretty perfect for what it is. Yeah, I mean, I love this kind of stuff. And my favorite scene in the entire episode was when Rambo was squaring off with the battleship mono a machine, <laughs> and he uh, picked up the fifty cal and just starts uh-huh. firing just away. Starts at it. I mean, that took yeah, and he's that's pretty heavy. He's shooting down like the. You know, the, the mortars and stuff as they're coming in. <laughs> He's knocking them out of the sky, protecting 
his the the U.S. Navy, which is unable to take on this, you know, forties battleship. It's like okay, and, and really, all Warhawk wants to do is take over this battleship so that he can then take over this small island in South America. Yeah, I know. So That's what I didn't understand it, either. It's a really like, what are you plan. doing? Just take the island. No one's going to care. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're already in trouble hey, from the first you're, thing. You're not even got yeah, to your main you're goal You're way yet. overpowered with this battleship, man. You're just drawing attention to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anybody flying over is going to see you parked on this island and know you took it over. And you talked about well, a That must be Savage villains. Island, right? Yeah, that, actually, that probably leads right into that. That's probably exactly what that is. Nice, nice call there. Um, and we were talking about a lack of villains in James Bond Jr., all the villains are on full display here, because to be fair, we're four episodes deep. But the main bad guys are consisted of General Warhawk, you got Sergeant Havoc, and then you got the guy Gripper. Mm-hmm. And the strange things about this is that Warhawk seems to me to be like speaking like a Midwest racist. Does he not have some sort of like militant vibes about his costume <laughs> and his haircut? Yeah. And then Havoc is a bit Russian. He's a direct pull from Rambo 2. He's the Russian in the helicopter who's strangling Stallone and he kicks him out. So that guy is actually present in Rambo 2. And then Gripper seems to be East German or something. So Warhawk's putting together like the UN of bad guys over here. (laughs) Uh, Just was curious that they all had different kind of access and regional pulls. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that... It was it was part of the time in which this was made. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean those were the the bad guys, obviously, right? Uh, yeah, American I mean this was this is earlier than, Russians than and James Bond. Uh, this is a uh, like late or mid, yeah, mid eighties, so mid Cold War. Let's see here. Now, I was going to ask you which of these three would you go back and rewatch. But it sounds like you've already answered that question. Uh, yeah, this. Uh, I mean, I probably we'll talk about the RoboCop one. I, I probably watch right. that too. All right, let's uh, let's but, move yeah. on and Rambo. I wanted to bu- talk I wanted to own, that. but I can't. It's too and I do own a couple of these. I'll have to make you some copies and I'm send them to out. you because uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I'll ever watch these again. But I definitely wanted to watch a few more, especially well, just what, hearing that score. What, uh, I mean, are they on Netflix DVD? Probably not. <laughs> They used to be. They used to uh-huh, be. I know. I was just going to say, probably not anymore. People probably kept that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somebody said, for 100 bucks, they probably resold it and just took the yeah. hit. All right, let's move on and talk about RoboCop, which is going to be the last one we'll talk about on today's show. And this is basically, I think this came out in 1988. So this came out yeah. before the release of RoboCop 2. So this only references RoboCop 1. This is season one. Obviously, it was only one season episode one and in my opinion mm-hmm. this is the most adult this, got, this show got three. canceled though this only has 12 episodes did it really get canceled so that quickly? this show did not make it <laughs> wow nobody and was apparently is, interested this, and i thought it was kind of cool actually I, I love robocop and i thought the did i would have watched this show absolutely uh, i thought this was like i said the most adult of the three that we watched in terms of well, let me take that back. The first half of this is, and then I'll get to that. But the first 15 or 10 minutes of this, 
I thought was like, wow, this is a little bit more, was like, was this too much for kids under 13 maybe? Because it reminded me a little bit of Spawn in, in when it first started. And that's Todd McFarlane's Spawn show that came out nine years later on HBO, minus the sex and the graphic violence. But uh, the just the adult themes it was going with and the, the police being mad at RoboCop's policing technique and the mm-hmm. corporate backstabbing and all that. And uh, this isn't an origin story, which I really liked. Um, but it is fairly brazen to assume that kids just know the RoboCop story, or are I they know, just supposed kind to of take them as up it is? Where RoboCop left off, um, kind of like more of like a day in the life type of a situation, right? So yeah, I, I was. But surprised it's my sequel too. too, right? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I mean. It, it just picks up like afterwards, like it just kind of starts yep. up and like here you go, here's RoboCop doing his thing, you know, and so it's kind of like a uh, you're given the idea that the, obviously you have the guy trying to push the. The you know the um whatever Ed two oh nine or whatever shit thing still again he's still trying to get rid of Robocop like you don't want that one you want my robot you know he's still doing that the corporation's still up to no good the police are still uh, screwed they're they're you know they're still trying to like handcuff Robocop to be like no nah, you can't like go out and help the cops and they're like where the hell's Robocop <laughs> you know yeah, they didn't learn shit from the first movie is what they're basically saying. Yeah, and and you get the 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 same character. You, know, you get um, him and his uh, uh, his, his partner his, Lewis. His, uh, yeah, almost love interest in this one. Like almost, the film just felt like she was like, I don't know, ready to move in with him or something. Like they were just like inseparable almost. Yeah, it was a little bit more pronounced in this that they that she has affection for him. Uh, as opposed to in the movies, they felt more like they were buddies. It was almost like a buddy cop. Yeah, thing, it felt more like they were more partners romantic. in the movie. Whereas in this one, it, it was almost like, uh, yeah, it was like she loved him. And this is another toy line based series uh, that this was made specifically to sell toys. I did have a couple random pieces of this toy collection, but it wasn't around for long. But I did always think that the design of the cars were, I mean, Robocop just was inherently cool in the 1980s, right? It just, especially at this point before the sequels had come out, uh, particularly the third sequel, which really tarnished <laughs> it for a long time. But uh, Robocop 1 and 2, I think, are, are just fantastic. And uh, I'm big fans of both of them. And watching this, I, I was really engaged in this, a little bit more than I thought I would. And I was looking at the characters that had been brought over, and I was impressed with not only, obviously, Murphy they need, Robocop, that is. But they brought Lewis, which is to be expected. But they also sure. brought the sergeant, you know, the African-American fella mm-hmm. who's, uh, he was a little skeptical. And even this, he plays almost the same thing. Um, the, the old man, the OCP exec, who, you know, Robocop saved his life at the end of the first right. one. The female, the female scientist who gives Robocop a big kiss on New Year's Eve in the movie. I mean, that's supposed mm-hmm. to be that character, I believe, that's in this. So I liked that it they were like, incorporating yeah. more... More so than the other two that we watched, this one really incorporated a lot more from the film into this uh, this episode. Now, the first 10 minutes I thought were really good when they were dealing with Ed 260, which is the upgraded version of the Ed right. 209. I thought, this is really satirical, putting it as a traffic control device and it going yeah. crazy and shooting cars. I thought it was pretty I funny. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I, did, I thought it got a little dumb when this gang of the vandals popped up and went in the yeah. mall and were doing their business in there. But I don't know if that's because 
was that like a, a toy line that they were going with, like a group of a gang of the Vandals, you know, because they were fairly nondescript, so they're not going to offend anybody, you know, I they're just no punk idea. rockers. I feel like uh, they were just like some, was... someone to do something. I don't even know if they show up later on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they never, even never saw them again, really. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just I didn't know if they were working that into because there's no clear cut villain in this story outside of McNamara, and I don't know if that's a you know this guy's war hungry obviously so but I don't know if that's a reference to William McNamara um, of the Vietnam War era and all that kind of stuff. But that I thought that was interesting. But he's the villain and he's an executive. Mm-hmm. So who do you really have? I, I was watching this episode thinking, what would make me want to watch more of this? Because there's, they don't have the music, which is sorely lacking here. Yeah. That Basil Polidaris music would have been. I don't know. Great yeah, I guess you have to it. watch some of the other episodes. But th- that is an, an issue with cartoons, isn't it? That they're they're extremely episodic, but they are, but you see the same people over and over again, but they don't necessarily connect very well. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's the most tenuous of connections yeah. of what the you know bad guys orchestrating for that episode. And yeah, uh, this this one at least they brought the two, the Ed two hundred nine or two hundred sixty here. At least they brought that back. And I did. I've always liked the idea of this Omnicorp. You know, always being on the fence about Robocop, no matter how much good he's done for this city, and he always continues to do. They're always looking for a way to uh, maybe he's costing too much. We should shut well, him down. They can't control him as well. Over and over. Yeah. Right. Well, they're bad uh, guys. They want to. They want to be able to take over things. And RoboCop is like, uh, you know, out there doing good. And they don't really want to do good. They just want control. But this guy is clearly nuts. So why is he on the company payroll still? He just barely listens to his boss. I'm sitting there going, McNamara, you're very insubordinate. Well, especially I how many times does like the Ed uh, um, series the Ed of model? stuff have to yeah. like <laughs> go insane and kill a bunch of people? How many times does that have to happen? <laughs> Yeah, how many like, bodies yeah, does right, it have in the R and D department? Yeah, like maybe maybe it that's the one production. that we should close down. Not like it's weird that the guy can can show up and be like, mm, maybe you should shut down RoboCop. And the old man's like, mm, maybe. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude, what? This guy has no track record. Yeah, he's not proven himself at all, and you want to shut down your most your viable resource of stopping crime. Yeah, it's, uh, but I, I did enjoy that. Now, the one thing I did notice, and it sparked a little memory here, was that uh, there's a sequence in this when Murphy and Lewis pop out of the car and RoboDog pops out. Did you notice that? Yeah. That was definitely a toy they sold. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember RoboDog. I remember it, yep. Yeah, it was for the tie-in toy oh, 100%. line. 100%. And I wonder, I don't know who had the, I don't know if it was Kenner or Hasbro or any of the big guys, or if it was just an off offshoot that had the the contract on who got to make these toys but i guess like I, I don't recall them selling very well but robocop has had a strange history on television right there's been a couple of television series or tv movie there's a television series there's and a television series there's, there's TV another movies. animated series at the end of the 90s um was there another animated series yeah. i thought so and then there, then there okay. was a tv series and like you say they were they're made for tv movies as well uh, weren't they? And those were written by the original yeah. writers, I want to say. Those Prime Directive movies. Those were pretty good. Uh, yeah. The follow-ups. Those are uh, better than well, than the remake we got. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I tried to watch that remake again recently, uh, and I just cannot down. get into it. It's such. A, I here's the here's the everything real question. that's cool with if RoboCop. They just erased it, and I don't even mean just like all the blood and guts and everything. Like just like look at the original design of RoboCop, and then look at what they redesigned. Is it's it's not cool. Not only that, he gets he gets killed by mafia members. He gets blown up when his car explodes by mafia members. That's the Punisher story. That's Frank yeah. Castle's story. <laughs> That's not Alex Murphy's story. So that bothered me. But let me let me ask you this: Which film would you rather rewatch, the remake of Total Recall or the remake of RoboCop? <laughs> oh my god! I know it's shit versus um, shit, but which one? Uh. I don't. Um. I, well, I I guess Total Recall. That's the right answer. So good. Um, We're on the same page there. But it's 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 splitting hairs. Yeah, I mean but, that's uh, that's really rough. Um. I find Total yeah. Recall an easier <laughs> watch than that RoboCop movie. Does those are both like horrendous remakes? Yeah, Verhoeven like, was very upset as he should have been. Yeah, surprisingly bad. Yeah, and then you throw in the remake of Conan the Barbarian a couple, you know, a year before yeah. that same year. How did that? Really how did all time. that go down? Like, how did that happen? You know, um, I there were so many bad remakes um, around that same time, and 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 now they just given up because they can just make Marvel movies. But uh, by God, my oh, God, how do we of, get to this point where we have top the remake of? That's not a, really a remake, but how do we get this new Top Gun movie? that's actually good. <laughs> It's fucking great, and like a billion people are seeing it because of it. How the hell do so we do that? Yeah, how how'd that get pulled off, you know? Uh, but you just mentioned Marvel, and I do want to say that in the credits for this RoboCop episode, did you notice that it was a Marvel production? Yeah, yeah, which was interesting. And Orion uh, was credited in this as well, so they definitely lent their characters, but they didn't lend the music. And I hate to harp on this, but once again, this is just needs music. And another thing that really threw me off about this episode at certain points, was the scale of RoboCop and his perspective. Sometimes he looked normal. Sometimes he looked nine feet tall. I know. Did you notice that? But that's such a an, an animated thing to to do in in these series is like to take viewpoints and skew them. So I don't know. I don't know if that if that's just sloppy or if that was on purpose. Yeah, maybe maybe it was to make him look more imposing because he's not ten feet tall in the yeah the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Weller's six feet, maybe six and a half feet with the costume on. And typical uh, to form, you know, this is what this episode did that I was like, oh, this, yeah, this is what they used to do in cartoons was that <laughs> they would always end with like the group laughing about yeah. something or one character smiling to another, Fucking right? Like it. the in joke, I got uh-huh. it, you got it, everything's going to be okay. That made me feel good when this episode ended with that. Yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 I agree. I thought it was good. Yeah, as far as like, uh, you know, revisiting your childhood, um, even though I never saw RoboCop or Rambo, those felt more like my childhood than the James Bond one, which was just terrible. 100%. Yeah, and the James Bond one was done, uh, no, it's what, still, they five, all have the same six look, years? But, but I mean, it, it ostensibly it was a little bit newer, you know, so it should have had a little bit more money pumped into it. That's and true. it didn't. It looked... Absolutely cheap. To go over a couple of uh, oddball ones that are out there, I mean, can you think of any other cartoon-based ones? What I was going to suggest, maybe we should do in a further we episode. Should do, if people we end should up do the next this. RoboCop one. 
Oh shit! All right, um, you know, because that's late '90s, so that that fits. That's retro, right? So we can do what the next Men RoboCop series. We can watch that. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, we could do the Godzilla ones. There's two of them. I don't know if you want to do that because there's there's one in the just kind of like similar to the RoboCop. I want to do the one there's in the one 90s. in the late '80s the and there's the one in the late '90s. Well, we can do both. No, because the '90s ones attached to the the Emmerich film that came out. It, that's it, why it's it, it that. straight up. That, I mean, that's why I bought it because I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Because even the type print on that is the same. I remember uh-huh. that, um, like the title design. And then Men in Black, what about that? Yeah, that works too. All right, so we are going to do another episode of the cartoon, cinematic cartoon experience. We're going to do uh, another episode from the RoboCop season. We are, are going to do another episode of RoboCop. Yes, another series. but it will be the, new, the, the, the late 90s series, which lasted a little bit longer, but still, I, I believe, still got canceled. <laughs> I'm curious to see what kind of uh, designs and upgrades. Yeah, they did well, with that'll that. be interesting. Yeah. It as much. And if it will follow oh. the, um, or what what storyline it will follow, because I never saw and, that one either. You know, out of all three of these, I think the one that I would watch more episodes of is RoboCop. Strangely mm-hmm. enough, because I felt like the RoboCop one had a lot more room to develop. The Rambo one, I just enjoyed the hell out of because the music was such a blast and it was such. It's kitsch fun. I mean, this guy's running around half naked, describing yeah. orders at people. I thought it was great, but I, I know where that goes. Whereas RoboCop well, is a little bit more intrigued exactly. by where it could go. But I don't Plus think you're going to get much episodes. of a plot. Um, I mean, RoboCop had the, had the most plot out of like all of them, really. I would For say sure. or the most plot that made sense. Story. I guess, or that felt more most cinematic of a plot. I don't know how you, how you would say it. the most have, adult plotted at all. Yeah, of them, really. and even was, moving forward, you can imagine it having uh, some uh, some different, um, doing some more adult different things than the other ones. But yeah, I mean, mostly with old animated TV shows, I'm just looking for fun, you know, just for something that'll that'll keep my attention, no matter how ridiculous it is, because there's a lot of well, that's for kids. Um, so I would definitely watch Rambo and RoboCop. Well, there's only 12 episodes Hell of RoboCop, yeah. so I don't, know. I don't even know if you can get this. Yeah, I don't know if they ever even pressed that onto DVD. Probably not. Um, it's only 12 episodes. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a dead show. Probably not even... That's gone, you know? We'll and never Orion see it owned again. it, which fell into bankruptcy, and people own the rights to that studio, so who knows where the entanglement of these rights are at at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely lost out there. I mean, there's a ton of episodes or cartoon series based on, I mean, Jackie Chan Adventures. Remember that yep. whole thing? I mean, that's not necessarily based on a movie, but I mean, you got Chuck Norris Karate Commando. Mm-hmm. So we have a deep dive that we're going to do on well, these. There's a bunch of 90s uh, coming up. Uh, uh, if we go back to 80s, then yeah, for sure. But there's, there's definitely a bunch of 90s and 80s stuff. There's plenty to dig into and obviously plenty that I haven't even seen or heard of. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. Uh, because at that point, I was a teenager and I wasn't watching. Too yeah, that's many what I'm cartoons. saying. You know, I missed the the uh, Godzilla show because I would have, well, I would have been fucking like what, eighteen, nineteen. So I, I didn't. Yeah, I was see watching that, heavy metal but, at that point. <laughs> yeah, so I never saw, but I saw, saw the, the the DVD release of it, and so I had to grab it for so cheap because it just, uh, well, for how bad that movie is, I I liked that movie, and uh, yeah, it reminds me of my childhood still because the animation is not that much different than. When I was watching in the early '90s, so 
No, you don't have to make excuses to me, my man. I would have bought it the same. And uh, and speaking of Godzilla, I've seen it way too many times for how bad that movie is. This is the 1998 Roland Emmerich version yeah. we're talking about, which actually I think is a little bit more enjoyable than the 2014 Godzilla version. But that's I think it's way more there. enjoyable than than the uh, yeah the 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 trilogy of these new Godzilla ones that they made are like anything else just disposable. I've seen them. I never need to see them again. Agreed. I had gotten the most enjoyment out of this with Kong Skull Island. I thought that was highly. That's a great movie, though. That one I will rewatch. That I really like yeah. Kong Skull Island. Yeah. And I have rewatched it. I think that one has a sense of fun and scale yeah. that the other two are missing. And I know Kong is different than Godzilla, but he's in the last um, movie. Uh, I, I just mean like as a character, it's a lot. It gives itself to a little bit more adventure. It's in a jungle. It's a uh, a little bit lighter out, you know, Godzilla's always in the dark and rain and all that kind of shit. I so. guess. Even the Peter Jackson King Kong was more of an adventure movie than any of the Godzilla ones. The Peter Jackson King um, Kong movie is highly underrated. Although, I mean, the, the actual, you know, the, the real Godzilla movies are uh, can be pretty good. Yeah. Depending. But it's been a while <laughs> since I saw a good Godzilla movie. Yeah. Long time. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up our episode for tonight. We want to thank you for joining us on this. Once again, you can check out our YouTube channel, Movie Mavericks YouTube channel, and we will have all three episodes, Rambo, RoboCop, and James Bond Jr. up on our channel so you can see these if you want to watch and uh, give us your opinion on if we were right on base or way off target. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! <laughs>